0: this is uh, th- Thomas Markle and he's going to take us, like I say, through his journey uh, and how things have uh, really, you know, affected his reality and how this, this narcissistic individual can cause so much damage. But Tom, thank you for being here. I really, I really want I really just want to say that I appreciate you uh, giving up your time to be here, mate.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. It's always, uh, it's always nice to, to have this beautiful platform where you can get the truth out and, 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 no uh what you call sussex squad or sugar's trying to just break you down and you know throw their crap into the mix it's nice
0: well this 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 is a thing right i think a lot of people see um people online whether it's influencers or people that are in the spotlight and i don't think they realize just how severe and funded and targeted some of these campaigns are. Is that something you want to just give us a brief um, sort of outline on, Tom? What, what, How it happened and when it all started for you? I mean, uh, it sounds horrendous.
1: Yeah, you know, the more I talk to my sister Samantha about this, I mean, the more still keeps coming to the surface and we still keep discovering more and more. It's just, it's very, very disgusting and sickening to know that you know one of your own family members is you know basically driving this machine and you know we found refound quotes and and um, things on Twitter where where okay squaddies, don't worry your quarterly checks or your monthly checks are in your accounts keep up the good work you know it's it's and I I've gotten death threats I've gotten a uh, little we've got little text and emails where somebody's gonna give my dad a lethal injection just there's some freaking psychos out there
0: yeah just just to put it in perspective for people what is the back what is this backlash caused by because i think a lot of people <laughs> they get because you're going to have people that will never believe what you say people who are on the fence and people who believe what you say because it's the internet you're going to have fence sitters and all the rest but this is literally over you defending your family name right
1: yeah it, it all started like before the before the wedding when. Um, when I was getting harassed by the paparazzi and I I found somebody to help me reach out to the palace. And the response I got from Megan's people were distant family and she doesn't know those people. Those people. Wow. Because so that's, that's why that's why I wrote that letter in the beginning. That really pissed me off. And you know, I had to set the record straight from the very, very beginning. And all that's happened it, the entire time is, you know, she gave my father an ultimatum before the wedding. Disown me and Samantha if you want to come to my wedding
0: Now can we touch on that for a second Tom because yeah. Was there anything that triggered that what, we,
1: because we when, when I
0: spoke to no. Samantha,
1: She, this, she, is, this, she is, this is this is the million-dollar question. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This no, is no, you're million dollar million dollar question. Um, Nobody knows my father and I we talk about this all the time and Samantha what the hell happened You know, we all had a great time growing up together. Mind you, we we didn't live in the same house because I was already an adult and I had already moved on. Same with uh, Samantha. But we got together for birthdays, parties, Thanksgiving, celebrations all the time. We spent two years every weekend visiting my grandmother. Uh, Before she, you know, it's just it's just incredible. So nobody knows. I mean, who knows what happened to her? She got too good for her. uh, I mean, money changed her. All of a sudden, she looks down at everybody as lower class and not worthy of hanging out with her and spent years trying to bury the fact that she had a family when there's millions of pictures on the internet with her and her families. It's crazy. So here's the thing.
0: I've spoken to Sam quite a lot. She's awesome. And one of the interviews we've done, Tom, we touched on Megan being a kid and growing up. And there was something that she said that w- was really eye-opening and concerning for me because it was, you know, from a young age, you're kind of programmed that if, for example, you bump into someone or you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you kind of go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Sam said something very interesting. Would, before I t- I'm not going to tell you what it is, but when I say that to you, would you say that she was known for doing that as a child, apologizing or anything like that?
1: Uh, you know that's something that I cannot really just put my finger on because it doesn't. I don't. I don't remember ever once her apologizing yeah. for anything. Apparently, according to her, she could never do no wrong, yeah. and she was spoiled. She was spoiled rotten. My, See, you know,
0: it's it's scary because. Uh, yeah, Paula, on you go. You want to chime in on you want to come in on that, Paula. I just recently got.
2: I just recently got, and I'll post it later. Um that Megan posted on the TIG, that her father used to send her matzo balls wherever she 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 went. That's how spoiled she was. She did an advert, and I'll send you that ad, about her, it's about, just because you travel, it doesn't mean your food has to, because it's like a food delivery thing. And then yeah. she posted on the TIG, how her father, you know, would, would send her these matzo balls. Yeah. I
0: mean, See, here's, here's the thing. Tom, and you can tell me if you agree. When you have an an adult who goes through life and maybe goes through trauma or something happens and they put up barricades and they they change their mindset and they don't apologize and they don't admit guilt and all these things, you can kind of understand a, a, a progressive path to that. But when you have a child and it's absent from a child, to me, that is a dangerous seed that has sprouted and we have now got this narcissist. We're referring to a woman who threw her family out the window for no reason. and again i know so so
1: much so much for manson being locked up for the rest of his life (laughs) do you know
0: it's it's funny because we often discuss if it was a princess and megan was a man the media would be calling this uh we can't say the word but it begins with a g and rhymes with vrooming okay and it would have been seen as uh someone taking advantage i think because the sex is flipped people don't pay much attention to it do you think that there's any th- any weight in that theory that uh potentially megan you know cannot yeah, be stopped
1: effectively I, th- I, th- I think it's pretty obvious that that it has flipped i mean megan is definitely the man in their relationship
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it's again it's 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 a very interesting uh discussion but not one we're going to delve too much into this evening so Take us back, Tom, because I know your dad. I mean, from anyone who has not met their grandkids, and for there not to have been a catalyst to start all this. Because I'm sure if there was, you would have you would have admitted it. You would have been like, you know, this was a family problem. This is where it stemmed from. But there, from what I hear, there's just nothing. You were just sold. She was raised, and she just put into practice Operation, you know, up- upgrade a man until she hit a prince. I mean, that's some pretty pretty serious going for any woman
1: yeah it's pretty serious because of everything that's involved in that as far as like being poor having to rub two nickels together to for the salad bar having to work three jobs to put gas in her car to get to work she never had a job i mean i think she had a job for a day or two like just for fun um being an only child being an orphan you know um claiming she doesn't know any of her siblings it's like it's like you know, a liar will tell one lie, and then when they're called on it, they'll tell ten more to cover the one up.
0: Yeah. And, 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 this is-
1: and they won't stop. It continues. And then what happens is stress gets a hold of you. Yeah, of course. And it's showing. Well,
0: oh, this, is, this is the thing. I, 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 I am just taken aback at the damage this woman has, has done to everyone that's come into her life. She managed to persuade a prince to leave the monarchy, let me just put yep. that in perspective for you, right? Let me say how 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 long a job would it take if you met a new woman, right, and you had a kick ass job, and she was like, "You're leaving your job." I mean, how, what, I mean, what, just try and factor that in just now, because I mean, I've done the research. She she used. Uh, perfumes and lotions that his mother had used. And if you know anything about hunting, using scents to lure in your prey is a common task. And I think she is a very dangerous and methodical woman, in my opinion and allegedly. Um, but, I mean, how do you feel about how she uh, went about getting Harry and him leaving the monarchy?
1: Well, you know, I think in the beginning... You know, it wasn't clear to anybody how this all came about. And then, you know, you start, you know, discovering little stories here and there about, was it a setup were they put together intentionally? Um, I think from a very young age, because she's been, you know, she's been given everything, private schools and been a stage performer since she could walk. And I think her being center, she always had to be center attraction on the stage, no matter what. And if she did it, you could see it in her face when she was a child. Yeah. and all these videos. Um, and it just, it started there, you know? And then I think what happened was when, when she went to Toronto and got too big for her own britches, because when you, when, when you're on a show for a few years like that, you become like, you like your pr- privileged and above everybody yeah. else. You get your own trailer, you get PAs to do yeah. the work for you, go, you know, little gophers for it, for anything you want. and, that's where it really sunk in for her, I believe. She just yeah. became too good for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's the scary thing is, is she's so convinced that she never does anything wrong that she could she could burn the world, and there would be her and a journalist left, and she'd be like, "We need to figure out who done this, man." Do you know what I mean? She is so disconnected from her own reality. Now, Paula, you look like you've been wanting to say something. So, do you want to just chime in before I? Uh, delve into a different corner of this with Tom? Or have you frozen? I think you might have frozen. Oh, no, here she comes. One minute, everybody. Paula is just... Active.
2: You know, with, I want to say something. I don't think Harry wanted to leave. I don't think Harry wanted to leave. If you look at the engagement interview, he really thought they were going to be a team. Remember how she said she wanted to hit the ground running? Uh, yeah. He really didn't want to. So I think that she conned him to the point that, Oh, I don't want to, I no longer want to be alive. Oh, Oh, you know, we're more popular than Catherine and this, and she was creating all this. Um, yeah. she was created, she became the victim of her own nightmare because she created that nightmare, but it was all fake. Yeah. So I don't think Harry wanted to leave because when you see him give that speech sente Valley, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, Sentevale? I don't know, whatever. Uh, when you see that speech, he breaks down crying, yeah. and he truly thought that he was gonna be halfway in, halfway out, and that he would eventually work his way back to the royal family. Yeah. I think he, he, you can see him that that he was shocked that he only got four million dollars from from the king as a yeah. goodbye thing. Well, so well, I don't well, think that's... he wanted to leave. I don't think he wanted to leave. I don't think it was like Oh Megan, you know, we're gonna do this. I don't think he wanted to leave. I think that she put him in a position that she made him feel that it was either her life or her or or the royal family. Yeah. And I think he thinking he was going always to have a a way back. Yeah. This is why the queen gave them one one year.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I think that's a completely valid point. A completely valid point.
1: Yeah, you brought up a really good point about about making an urgency and a need and oh my God, you have to protect me mode. Yeah. To to push that over the edge because I don't think he wanted to leave either. I yeah. think I think Harry is walking around every single day knowing what a mistake he made and how the hell is he gonna get get, get back from this.
0: Well, an interesting an interesting theory I often put forward, Tom, is love's a powerful thing. Um, and Harry's always been into indulging in things that you know, self medicating, shall we say? I think she just allowed Harry to be Harry for, and no one else has really maybe done that, and lured him in with um, the, you know, putting things in that trigger him about his mum and making him feel safe, and that's to anything that is nothing short of uh, the G word that rhymes with vrooming again. But what I'd like to what I'd like to talk about, Tom right if if you'd be so kind is take us through your dad's journey, take us through how this has impacted him, tell us a little tell everybody a little bit about who your dad is and what he's done with his life as well because i think it's I think it's important that people have a little bit of background and he's an interesting gentleman, and I think when people hear how devastated this man is um it will really paint this picture for them if you don't mind uh, at all
1: yeah my dad's uh worked in um uh, the film business his entire life starting yeah. from when I was a child in Chicago even before that he worked in uh, some theaters in New Hampshire when he was a teenager um, okay. he worked on a very popular show in Chicago when I was little it was uh, he worked for WTTW which was public broadcasting and he did like shows like Martin Mull and soundstage and the Great White North some really and Second City TV some really really good iconic comedy television um, but it wasn't enough for him. So him and my mom didn't get along. So he went to Hollywood and, um, that's where he started. He worked, uh, odd jobs until he could get his way into the studios doing what he does. And he did extremely well. I mean, he did, um, a general hospital, the mo- one of the most popular soap operas in the world. He did that for 25 years, went on to be the lighting director and when, uh, he won Emmys for that and Emmys for uh, Married with Children.
0: That's amazing. Like I remember Married with Children, like I was yeah. a young lad, and you know I think we all remember Kelly from Married with Children, especially if you were a young teenage boy. Definitely uh, was was one of the shows I remember. And the reason I asked you that is that I mean that is serious business. It's not like yeah. you know your dad was just dipping his toe. And he's he's a serious play. He was a serious player in all of this. And yeah, I think it's people. It's important that people understand that. So. Let's, so fast when, Let's fast forward fast when when forward.
1: Yeah. When Megan was born, it changed his life. I mean, yeah. it, Megan was the whole world and he every spare minute he had off work, he spent time with her and and uh I mean from the day she was born until the day she left to college. Unbelievable. Yeah. That man, I mean, forked out, you know, I, I can probably say, you know, almost a million dollars to get her where she's at. Yeah. Uh, Put her on stage, got her her first, got her her. I mean, put her in the right direction because you know all of his contacts, obviously.
0: Well, Um, this is this is the thing, Tom. We're talking about a father who done everything for his daughter prior to her becoming an adult, where he basically shoehorned her into a business that he's got decades of involvement with, and if that doesn't back up. The truth that she was loved and cared for, and this whole scenario is madness to anyone on the outside. Um, and now,
1: keep in mind, also everybody, my father ne- never asked for a nickel back from her. Yeah, he did. He, private schools. She she got four. Uh, she got accepted to two really good colleges, full ride scholarships. Yeah, and she didn't want to go. She wanted to go to Northwestern. So my dad paid for that too.
0: Yeah so she had all the opportunity on a plate that could have saved your dad a a bag basically Uh, she had to go down that road and that's again testament to the narcissistic mindset where it's what she wants regardless of the 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 difficulties or how hard it makes it on anybody else and i i i just need to reiterate because it's 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 a major industry it's not like your dad worked at walmart and he was a manager and she got you he got her a a check in job and she worked her way through it not that there's anything wrong with that it's just this is major money and it was a major exposure for her when she went on to do suits and things like this where i believe she she felt that was going to be the catapult and sadly it didn't work out like that for her and <sighs> It's sad and it's infuriating that, you know, just I mean,
1: when him him and I talk about this, what what is the golden moment of, you know, and then we put it all together when she didn't need him anymore. That's so fucked up, Tom, because that's exactly what it is. When she started making five grand a week for an episode of Suits up towards ten, fifteen thousand dollars a week for every episode, she no longer needed anybody, you know, the same with Trevor. Trevor was a very Trevor is a very successful man in Hollywood by the way. Yeah. Uh, twisted pictures and um, under I think underground or something some yeah. huge huge films he's put out and he gave her everything. he worshiped the ground that she that she walked on. Yeah. and what did she do when she was in Toronto? He flew back from LA to Toronto every week to see her. Pretty soon, guess what Trevor gets a ring back in the mail. Yeah and
0: this is the thing. Wow. You don't just wake up one morning, right, and go, Oh, I'm on suits, gonna disown my family now. This <laughs> is this clearly has been in the oven for
1: years. It's a pattern of using people until they're no longer good for anything that you can get out of them. Yeah, but you're and then you move family, on.
0: Tom. Like yeah. we've all we've all seen movies with con men, right, that have their their family and their friends, and then outside of that, they're doing horrific stuff. But To to disown your, I mean, surely, surely she must have seen that. Do you know? I I don't even have an answer. I don't even have an answer for why she would do something like this. Other than
1: you you say family, right? Yeah. yeah, So what she doesn't realize is that I'm always going to be Archie and Lily's, you know, uncle.
0: Uncle,
2: of
1: course. The going to be the aunt. We're always going to be here. We're always going to be connected. The, The one big question is, is like, my God. I'm going to have to continue this journey, defending myself on the internet and wherever I go, because Megan gallivants around claiming to be a humanitarian and a family oriented person and family first and all this bullshit, come on, you know, it's just like, it's over just, I, I told her once before publicly, not publicly, but basically on, on YouTube, you know, her alleged, you know, PR stunt to try and make amends with her father. You know, would only be for her financial gain. It would I only see. be a Netflix episode that would that would that would make millions. And it would be fake. Do you, you know, know that she is? Needs to come out, she needs to come out publicly yeah. and admit her wrongdoing and apologize publicly for what she's done. So, you know, she put us through, you know, shit in hell for fucking five years.
0: Do you know what's really fucked up, Tom? Right? Is if it gets to that stage where Netflix speak to your dad they speak to her and they get her some mad deal your dad is going to have sleepless nights because he knows he would rather go on that program to see his grandkids for the first time because i'd be if i was a granddad and this was the situation i was in i'd be like i'm at the point now where if i've just got to take a deal to meet my grandkids i'm going to take it do you think your dad could get to a point like that where he would just break
1: yeah, I don't think dad's gonna dad's not the mic and uh, camera type of guy, hidden hidden mic yeah. and hidden camera, yeah. I might add I might add. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not gonna have a Netflix crew with a teary fake tier, one at one tier left eye go show. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. Well, listen, it, it might not work, but you know what
0: what what worries me is I think she's so far ahead of the game that she's waiting on just fully wearing your dad down to the point where she's going to use those kids as bait for a bag, and I'll be honest, all I those, wouldn't blame your dad.
1: All those, all those kids are as like you know little dollar sign symbols to her. That's it.
0: It's we, we had a show a few weeks ago about, uh, um, is Megan using her kids as props effectively, because that's the next thing, Tom. Okay. The, the yep. show with the husband didn't work out too well. So now it's Meg, the mum character is going to come into play. Yep. If that doesn't work, is she going to be the the broken hearted daughter who wants dad back for the views? Because we know, and I just want to say, whatever theories we put forward, Tom, it's just about the bag. It's not about you, dad. Just to be clear, oh, that's a sad facts. Oh
1: yeah, that's 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 obvious. That's I mean, that's been that's been you know the obvious for years now. It's yeah. all about her bag.
0: Yeah. That's do all you think, about. Do you think this is a random pub? Imagine we're in a pub, and this is just an off the cuff question. What would Megan actually have to do for us all to believe that she's super sorry and this won't happen again? Like, could she ever fix this with the family to the point where you're like, ha, huh, Megan and hubby and the kids are coming for Christmas. We can't wait. We, we believe she's changed. Could she get, She could she ever achieve that, do you think?
1: Uh, it would probably take quite a bit, but, you know, her eyes would have to be completely swollen shut and red and inflamed from crying real tears. Yeah. The- yeah
0: Uh, yeah i think so too i'm hoping that happens though tom i hope we get you know uh i hope that and and the only reason i say that is for your dad because grandkids and stuff and you know you guys are uncles and aunties too take away all the royal stuff and all that nonsense i'm sure if you could just push a button and be like i could have my my niece and nephew in my life you would push that button And you know forget about Meghan, forget about harry i'm sure you'd like to you know have an opportunity, a bond with your 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 family, you know.
1: Absolutely, one thing make that one thing that she doesn't understand also is that the internet and her kids are going to grow up, and her kids are going to have questions. Yeah, her kids. I mean, she's already advocating about not letting her kids go online. Why to hide the fact that How? to hide and bury all this stuff even farther? It's just How? one more bullshit lie. Yeah.
0: There's families that are so poor they don't have mobile phones, computers, or tablets, and their kids can still access the internet. Okay, yeah. like it's not going to happen, you know. And it's it's funny no. you say that. I spoke to, I spoke to a woman uh, three four years ago. She was a, a serial killer, surprisingly, out in Canada, a very famous case. And she was released from prison and married her lawyer and had kids. And her kids are almost at the stage now where they can Google who she was. Um, And we were, I was discussing with her about putting out an interview where she can explain things without it being edited. And I, I, I genuinely think that there is a trigger in narcissists where they believe that as long as they have control, everyone will believe them. It's when they they start spiraling that they start making panicked moves. How do you feel about choosing New York? as a location for a high-speed taxi chase. How did that sit with you when you heard that? Because did that not ring bells of well, the, Princess Diana? the
1: bell it rang was like, it's just total horseshit because uh, a <laughs> high-speed chase in New York is yeah. one mile an hour.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not from America, but I've seen enough movies. Every movie in New York has a scene where someone tries to get somewhere in a taxi, and they can't, okay? So I know that. I've never been there, but I know that. But do you think that if Diana hadn't have passed away in that way, we would have seen that happen. Do you think it was...
1: It's, it's shocking that that even came up. I mean, yeah. how how dare you even, like, go there with that information? Right. That is, right. That's more, morbid. It's morbid. It's pretty twisted, right? Yes. I mean, it, it,
2: it's... What's more it shocking is. is that they're still going with that narrative, because if you saw the People magazine article that Megan put out, when oh, Archwell is hosting... It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Project Healthy Minds. It's Archwell first hosting in New York. This is the first return after the near catastrophic accident. You know, being chased. That narrative, it's still ongoing. Yeah. Wow. That never mind that Meghan Markle is making up all these lies. I've been to New York. So are so are you saying?
0: Are you saying we're oh, still right. at the stage where Meghan Markle is right? saying it was a high speed chase? She's that. That just proves my point where I said you know she 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 can't she cannot do wrong. She, In her yeah. mind, if she says it, it's reality. And sadly, uh, Tom, we work on mathematics on social media. If you've got 10 million followers and you tell a lie and 7 million believe you, those 7 million will silence the 3 million. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's a very clever, modern tactic of uh, creating narrative because a lot of people will just assume that because she's saying it, it's fact. And I can't believe that, Paula. I can't believe she's still pushing that out because that is genuine craziness at its finest.
2: But not only in People Magazine, I'm sure she's paying all these channels. Of and I actually was. did a live today with Megan Small, who I hope she'll join us later on. Yeah. Um, and she's really angry. She's really angry at King Charles because okay. the only reason why Harry and Meghan Markle phone calls they're meeting with tech giants to censor and the only reason why Meghan markle is doing that is because just like she tried to gag poor children in harlem to never say anything negative yeah you know um it's like she talks about you know how dangerous social social media is yeah. and how they should have parental things or the, uh some some sort of forms that, well you know all devices have something called parental control, <laughs> you know? Even yeah. I am not very techie, that you can put the age, and therefore the phone won't allow to download certain things. Correct. School, the schools don't allow when you're in school. Hendrik used to get angry because he couldn't get into YouTube while he was in school. And even in YouTube, because I had parental controls, and we're talking way back then, you know? Um, so for me, this is why, to me, she's not a parent, because <laughs> she knew. If she were a true parent and we're on top of things, she would know that there are parental controls. She would not be in the back of a car with her child in her lap without wearing a seatbelt. You know, she would have that child on a car seat wearing a seatbelt. So Megan Small was really angry and so am I, actually. I I released the video because Megan is irrelevant with all due respect, Tom. She is an irrelevant, mediocre, talentless person that... She managed to capture a uh, prince with below Forrest Gump IQ. <laughs> you know, oh,
1: here Gump. we go, baby. Oh, here we go. She said, "Life is like a box." Prince Harry uh, <laughs> is up. a fudging. Is a fudging.
2: British Forrest Gump, except that Forrest Gump had morals. He knew right from wrong, and and he he had a good heart, at least in the movies. But Meghan marple the only reason why she has this power is because. They are allowed. They're still featured as working members. We did a whole live today of working members of the royal family. If you go to the yeah. royal website, it says royal family. It says the function of the of the royal family. What is the function of the royal family members? To support the king, to carry out all his duties. And then right below you, it says family members who support the king. Yeah. in, in Harry's and Meghan's, um, because they're there. In Harry and Meghan's uh, biographies, it doesn't say that they no longer are working royals. It says that they step back as senior royals, which is completely different than working yeah. royals.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know so really they, they have
2: that power. They have that power, Tom, because yeah, it's how far she gets away with, and like any yeah. abuser, they push and push and push, and they only escalate yeah. until you know something has got to give.
1: And what's going to
2: give, that, like like that it, idiot?
1: It's like on their, um, on the SussexRoyal.com site. You know, it's really interesting. I came across this the other day because I've been looking into some things that have been bothering me um, about my family. And on the Sussex Royal website, SussexRoyal.com, whatever it is, um, she lists her family members, my dad and Doria. Uh, she doesn't list me or Samantha. But what's interesting is she lists uh, my son, Thomas. And Tyler right Tyler Dooley and Thomas Thomas Dooley what What do they do they work anywhere where she could cash in on quite so, any chance check this out so <laughs> in 2018 right my son my son has been in the CBD business or the weed business for for quite a long time but all of a sudden he starts this thing called royally grown <laughs> All right, Now, it gets better because I've been doing some digging on this, and I'm okay. actually kind of pissed off about it. Okay. Um, but he came out with the Markle Sparkle s- strand.
2: Oh. <laughs> now, hold on.
1: Markle Sparkle is Megan's registered trademark. Oh, shit. What? Yeah, that, that's not fun. Uh-huh. So, it lists cosmetics, jewelry, clothing, and, uh, and um uh, edibles and smoking accessories. Mm-hmm. And did he? Uh-huh. Did he? Did
0: he spell it different
1: or anything? No, 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 no. It's 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 absolutely the same. So yeah. and year, is that
2: worth then? That's with her blessing, then.
1: What we need yeah. to do as yeah. well, Tom, is we about he, this. He,
0: when we're talking about this,
1: I, I can't um, prove it, but I'll find it someday. I or, think-
0: or so when we're talking about this, because I'd like to deep into this a little deeper, we just need to refer to it as green because YouTube is a freaking nightmare. So, green, DBD, the green, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's interesting that she's listed him there, and it's interesting that obviously. Do you think that there's? Do you think there's a future side quest in her her? Group? I,
1: think I think the side quest has already taken place a long time ago because his operation exploded overnight. Oh wow! So this is good. This goes back to 2018. So all of a sudden he goes from you know little side hustler here, a little bit here, a little bit there, to you know a thousand acres. <laughs> Jesus Christ,
0: that's a lot of. Yeah. Tons.
1: And and the articles all over the internet that they're slowly disappearing one by one because the little caption comes up due to UK privacy laws and media yeah. law, some of the, some of the content has been removed. So they're disappearing. They're actually cleaning it up, but wow. I found hundreds of my son, Tyler dedicating a strand to Megan and Harry and they're yeah. more than welcome for a free sample. And it's just, Oh my God, it's just, it's sickening. And then last year, he names uh, one of his special strands ab- over Archie. He named one after Archie also.
0: <laughs> oh my, I don't know. I, I just, I can just see Megan fuming or, or yeah. waiting on a chick, but I you mean, know, that's, I can,
1: you know, Megan brushed off her entire family, but why, why all of a sudden did this, did this hate campaign from my son come out against me yeah. in 20, late 2017, 2018? About how I, I'm I'm a charity case and I'm not his charity case. She, yeah. she, it's like she turned him against me in the very beginning, and then she, they're listed on her website and none of the other family members are. It's really bizarre. That
0: is, see if this was a this was like a You're murder really
1: mission. show. Yeah, yeah, dude. If this was like
0: uh, a murder, she wrote episode. Right. We would realize that Tom's listed there and then it would cut to the adverts and would all be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you see what I mean? It's so suspicious. Um, But listen, just 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 taking us back to your dad a little bit. Right. He's he's gone through all this. It's it's affected him mentally and he's his his physical health as well. Tell us a little bit about um, what your dad is going through and how we can help if anybody uh, would like to do so.
1: Okay, well, it all started with the ultimatum that he was given by Megan prior to the wedding. She says she claims it was staged photogra- photographs, which it was back and that whole little controversy. Yeah. They were all involved together in making my dad look bad on purpose. I mean, I, I mean, it's just a no-brainer. When you put the pieces together, it falls in like a puzzle. Um, I, Samantha and I could not go. We, he had to disown us if he wanted to attend. That probably, that with the pictures purposely being released before the wedding gave him a heart attack. Hands down, the stress just did him in. And not one phone call. I mean, it's just, there's there's some texts out there, very vague texts where he actually tells Megan, he says, I'm sorry, I can't make it, I'm in the hospital. But if you really need me to be there, the doctor said I can go.
0: Just, just a more question, how quickly I mean, for example, did your dad and Megan have a you know, oh night megs, oh night dad, text good night, and then the next day the coin flipped. Like how quickly every,
1: did it? Just flip? like that. Every day. <laughs> they talked every day regardless. And then all of a sudden nothing. So it's like it's like Megan was completely embarrassed and didn't want to share anything with anybody in the family except her beloved dad until he had a heart attack. And then it was made to look like he, they, they even said he faked it. What kind of sick person does that?
0: It's wild that (laughs) first when they, when, when influencers and famous people who are renowned for doing crazy shit, assume that civilians would do the same things as them is, you know, that's when you know that there's a rat, you know, you know that the truth is not out there effectively because it's, it's. I just want to say as well, there is a link in the description uh, for your dad to 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 help with with what he's going through. Uh, yeah,
1: so anyway, let me let me finish real quick. So that was that. That was five years ago, and then he dealt with so much stress and anxiety for the years to follow, um, up until like last uh, the May before last, a, almost a year and a half ago, where he suffered a really really good stroke, and and nothing not a phone call not a not yeah. a, i care not how are you oh my god i have to get there no i'll go to a and and do a photo op huh. you see while my dad is in the hospital we're watching it on tv it's you know
2: let me just ask would, Thomas because i have something I in my mind that i wanted to ask you because there's two things one yeah you were never officially invited to the wedding and when you wrote to her to the palace through your friend and you got that response was that before first that's the first question was that before she told your father to, to disown you guys or was it after and number two there are some rumors that mega Markle has put out herself saying that she sent a car to pick up your father to take him to the wedding and uh, that he refused to get in the car can you no. clarify those two things?
1: That's, that's, that's 100% bullshit.
2: Thank you. Official.
1: You
2: <laughs> I mean, expand on the bullshit side of it.
1: <laughs> well, it's a really stinky substance that comes out of the back end of a cow. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: uh, yeah. And how, how is she getting away with this? Because I feel like the only thing I can compare her to is the Joker from Batman. When you compare her to the Joker, it kind of all makes sense, to be perfectly honest. Because this is all going to surely crumble it must eventually the cards are going to fall but she seems immune to it tom
1: you know it, it can only last so long do you uh, think you know, i found out in life that i found out in life that karma does prevail karma oh. comes around and it works itself out and just you know if you if you walk through life being a righteous good hearted person and being honest with yourself and who you are as a person yeah. You're you're pretty good. Yeah. But when you continuously just do the wrong thing, it'll catch up to you.
0: Yeah, I mean sadly, it's 50-50. There's a lot of evil people that don't get what they deserve sadly, but yeah. I I I I often wonder how this is I, I honestly think see if she hasn't invested so much money into battering you and your sister from a digital point of view you would at least be able to be putting all of your side forward and people would be listening. But there's so much counter, what's the word, espionage, right? That's that's what it is. It's espionage. It's them, um, you know, throwing in nonsense.
2: No, 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 no. no. I'm going to blame the royal family here. I'll tell you why. Because people were expecting a reaction from the royal family. And the fact that the royal family went along with Meghan Markle's deeds and stuff like that gave her credibility for people to think that these people must be terrible when Samantha Markle was allowed to stand outside Buckingham palace or whatever the hell it was in a wheelchair, Good point. when, when, when this, when the assistant sent Tom Markle an email saying, we don't know these people that silence compliance, with Meghan Markle, and this is again, it all goes back to Buckingham Palace backing your sister, because had they said when Samantha Markle, a disabled veteran, because thanks for letting us know that Samantha wasn't the U.S. Air Force, I didn't know that. Yeah, let, so let me
1: clarify. Samantha- she wasn't. She wasn't allowed to one hundred percent complete her basic training okay. because of what the yes. medics found while she was going through basic training. But she was in the Air Force.
2: Okay. Yeah, but when the royal family see this and they have promised never to do that after what happened to Prince Philip you know I mean even there there' everybody was allowed there you know the royal family should have at least opened the gates from for your sister even if they didn't allow her to get in touch with mega Markle they should have had class to me the royal family showed a complete lack of class yeah. Yeah, you I- imagine, to me the royal family ceased to be the royal family that I knew because they should have at least out of decency, everybody knew by then that Samantha was her sister Yeah, because the royal family had done their due, due diligence, believe you me. They yeah. should have yeah. at least let her in. Yeah, say, it's not like they didn't
1: know who she was.
2: Yeah, let it's her, her like in. didn't
1: see her on camera.
2: Let her in hand over the letter and say, you know what? Uh, Megan is not here but we' we'll, we'll happily take your letter. When you sent that email through your friend instead of saying we don't know who you are which was sanctioned because this was all the staff, and I'm sorry I'm angry about this because all the staff that was working for, assigned to Megan Markle and Harry were paid for by the taxpayers of the United Kingdom. They're essentially government workers, and instead of saying we don't know who you are, they should have said uh, we're gonna have Mrs. M- Mrs. Miss Meghan Markle contact you further down or something yeah. like that. They could have done handled this better. But the fact that they kept quiet and allowed this narrative to go on and have Meghan Markle go behind the scenes talking because now we have this with Jason Knopf, what she was saying about your sister and you. You know, yeah. they it it sent a message to the world saying, "Hey, if the royal family is not is allowing this, these people must be really terrible."
1: Yeah, real. No, terrible. that's my
2: that's my point of view yeah. because you see the no, royal. Family, it, how the it, hell it, do it, you leave a disabled woman outside? You it's should a valid have point. Invited it her is, in.
1: It, don't you think at one time they all sit around the table and probably discuss, like, "Gosh, what what should we do about the Markles?" We know they exist now. We know she wasn't an orphan, and they actually look like really good, decent people. My God, you know.
2: I mean, even Catherine invited that funny uncle of hers, and he's. Well, that
0: was going to be my my next question, right? Uh, some families and the royals fall into this. Some families what? have, have a, a bit of a crazy uncle or a dodgy yeah. family member, and all that. that kind of.
2: <laughs>
0: but, but no, but <laughs> like. We, they need to take a close look at their own family members before they start passing judgment. And we're going to not, not just now, but shortly, we're moving on to another topic where we're we're going to be looking at some of the 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 realities of the royal family's connections to the Savile case and how deep that goes. Because I think what a lot of people don't understand is how connected Savile was and how close he was to the royals. Now, Tom, when we start that segment, you are Can very well.
1: Let me clear up one thing real quick. So. Of course. Anyway, uh, about a year ago, I started a GoFundMe for the bills that, weren't in, that, that were not covered under my dad's medical plan. And but now he's totally covered. But there was a big chunk. So that's why I started it a year ago and I started posting it and advertising it about a month ago. Um, and it's just incredible, the, the amazing uh, kindness of people. Yeah. And I know money is tight for everybody. And it's just incredible how I've, I've gotten comments from so many people that that they'd love to, but they can't. And I just love you guys just for even just watching the show. Yeah. Um yeah, well,
0: I I said, it
2: on my channel.
1: Yeah. Knowledge
0: knowledge is key and we, we say this all the time the most powerful tool people have is that hole in their face and that pile of mush in their head to be able to put forward their opinions and question narratives and no no more prevalent is that statement than over the last few weeks where we've seen what's go, been going on in this country with brand and, and all the rest of it that the new media versus old media uh, continues but it's it's shocking do you not feel like secretly she's some sort of evil overlord with wagon like just you know swishing her wand The reason I say that is she she convinced the royals to not let her family in. She convinced her husband to leave the royal family. It all seems like, to me, if this was a TV show, we would have stopped watching and been like, this is too far-fetched. You know? Wait
2: a minute. Let me back up there. If you see the messages between Jason Kanoff and Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle, where she's saying, "Yeah, we're we're spending vacations apparently with Charles and, and the Queen, and the Queen is fed up. And she said, why can't she just jump on a plane and go see her dad? Yeah. I'm put an end to this, and then, because this is very important, because somehow that has translated that the Queen told her to write the letter, and that message is very important between her and Jason Koff because she tells Jason. Knopf, Uh, The queen wants me, the queen very clearly said, why can't she go and see her father, jump on a plane and go see her father? And she goes, she doesn't understand the context. But at least if I say that I write a letter, I can show and say, see, I wrote a letter and he still did this anyways. So I just want to clarify this because the queen never told that evil witch to, to write a letter to her father. She said, go see him. know she people so they were aware that things were not right and this is again to prove my point that they knew she was lying they knew that things were not right and they still let her run with it
1: yeah and also i heard and i read somewhere i can't remember where but supposedly uh the royal family extended uh an invitation to my dad to attend the late queen's funeral and megan says no i don't want him there
0: it's fucking nuts. Like, it really yeah. is. There's a psychologist somewhere having wet dreams over this case trying to analyze this. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sorry that psychiatrist would probably break down and need help himself after that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and what I was trying to say to you there before um, uh, we, we carried on there, Tom, was the next topic tonight is a serious one, and I, I would love for you to, when that happens, It's we're not rushing anything, but when it does, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to... Um, by, by by all means because it's it's an interesting and shocking topic i mean i don't know did you was there much coverage of this jimmy savile series that's came out this week in the uk have you heard anything about that it maybe have no relevance to your life but it'd be interesting to hear if uh if that series made it across the pond
1: uh, i don't believe i've heard of it no
0: nah, that's okay well we're, we're going to dive into that anyway that's not what we're here to discuss right now i just want to say just want to say to everyone watching, can we smash that like button? Can we smash the like button? Can we get the likes up? Can you make sure that um, you go and check out uh, Tom's channel as well before we continue on with this? I just want to uh, dive into some some more lighthearted stuff with you, Tom. Tell us a little bit about uh, your channel um, and 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 your your content a little bit. Let's 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 diversify the chat just a bit and do a bit of self promotion here. It's like, tell the viewers what they can expect from you.
1: Okay, so I started this channel over a year ago. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've been here every single day with my dad after a stroke, and I'm I'm glad, and I wouldn't have it any other way because it's it's definitely the right thing to do, and it's family, and you have to take care of family. And I I, I want to put a dad, uh, you know, I wanted to put a smile on my father's face, and and I just ran with it, came up with some characters. There's one yeah. of my favorites right there. <laughs>
0: I mean, that is. It's a beautiful thing watching, uh, you know, you throwing <laughs> characters into this, because a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't do that. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, Tom. Do you know what I'm saying? Paula, Paula hasn't seen
1: this one, I don't think.
2: But <laughs> It's so funny. No, you know what? You know what's so funny? Because I actually started, I caught it halfway through, and I thought I was in the wrong chat.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Paula, Paula,
0: do you know what's funny? When you said, oh, let's get Tom on tonight, and I looked at his WhatsApp picture, and then Googled his name, I was that's like, I phoned Paula, and I'm like, is this, this is the guy, right? Because he doesn't have a mustache and a crazy mullet. And she's like, no, that, that's the guy. So you got, you got me, Tom. You got me there as well, because I was <laughs> like, why? I didn't
2: understand why you were saying that
0: aha uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, it makes sense now. I was like, "This what what's going on here? What, what what's happened right here?" But yes, we uh, we we got there in the end. Tommy got there in the end. But so- you know,
1: it, it's just all comedy, all parody. It's meant to make people laugh and bring put smiles on people's faces. That's what it's all about. And yeah. uh, you know, it's it's all you know pretty much straight to the heart. I don't mess around. It's it's uh, pretty much true in a roundabout way. And and uh I love all my subscribers and I wish I had a hell of a lot more, but
2: you will you uh, will
1: I don't I don't I don't I didn't start doing it for money. I mean I've I think the most I ever made was like a few hundred dollars in a month. Yeah. But yeah. that's just because of uh the subscribers and and I get a lot of likes and comments and but I actually would like to turn it into something and I'm gonna start going live uh once a week and I'm gonna stay dedicated to that once I work out a few bugs and yeah. that's that's what it's all it, about.
0: It's- it's exciting, because like I said, you're very engaging, and that's something that, you know, and I'm sure everyone will agree, you know, you, you don't really learn that as much. People who have natural engagement really do well when it comes to having their own corner of the internet. But let's, yeah. let's, let's spin this back, right?
1: I, I can't believe how many comments I've had. You should be on Saturday Night Live. You should be on Comedy Central. You should have your own show. Yeah. It's
0: just- you need you need you need a, a late night show that's the Thomas Marco show do you know what I'm saying that is is along those lines because I, I would be I would definitely be watching that
1: hundred percent late night, late yeah. night with magnet <laughs> <laughs> well that's
0: it yeah. so let let's 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 spin back around just back to the, the the topic of your dad and the the impact this has had where where is he at now with everything how is he feeling from day to day and you know does he feel the support online or is he just too focused on the attacks that are happening or is he too scared to even look
1: well he's he's pretty much given up on all the attacks he could care less about all that yeah. um he is he's always had the open door motto and the olive branch motto to see his yeah. grandkids and just overall he would probably like just a regular explanation yeah a simple i'm sorry um he's dumbfounded he's He was, you know, that's why I, I, you know, every day I make dad laugh, no matter what one way or the other, I'll make him laugh, uh, every single day. And that keeps the spirits up. It keeps, you know, but it's a very depressing thing when you can't see your grandchildren and you've got the whole world's pressure about you sharing your grandchildren with the King. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge mental burden and, and demon always there. Um, how the public looks at you and sees all your problems because you live your life out in the media um but you know his speech is improving still more and more all the time uh it's been a long road but he's actually doing good and and pretty much in good spirits and that's the way i want to keep it and oh I, I, wanna...
0: think, I think you should have a word with your dad and you and him should be the fir- the first person you interview and make it about him Nothing to do with this scenario, because I think it's fascinating when you hear about people that have been at the top of their game, you know, and there's so much you can learn from someone like that, and the the creative knowledge and the storytelling knowledge like that is that needs to be passed on. So you know, see see what he says, because I honestly think that that would obviously do great for uh, you know blowing up your channel, and I think people would love to hear more about him and who he is and his life, and the same goes for you.
1: I don't pressure him on stuff like that. When he's ready, he'll tell me. He's already yeah. said he'll do it. He's already said oh. he'll do it, and he'll he'll do some spots. But when that's, he's ready, he'll tell me.
0: Yeah, that's because he's a dedicated and loving father. Okay, just want to point that out, people. Dedicated and loving father to his uh, to his children. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, in all honesty, Meghan Markle should seriously be ashamed and embarrassed yeah. to go to go put her face in public and speak on a stage about mental health and family and. And it's just, it's, she should be really ashamed. That's shocking. No, you
2: know what's worse? That Carson Daly is going along and ask her, how are you doing with everything you've gone through? And I'm like, she's the bully here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, really would love to spread the word and really wish everybody, wherever she goes and talks publicly, I wish somebody would just speak out in the audience. How's your dad, Megan? Yeah. Yeah. You know, heckler. Heckler, yeah. hey, how's the family? But how's this the dad? is why you know
2: what? If you go to the Project Healthy Minds, they didn't they didn't tell where they were. And then if you look at the, the screen, because they took a wide angle shot, it looks like they're in a in a garage or something because of the ceiling. It's like a bunch of motors and stuff like that. And they don't they don't they didn't tell people where they were. Everybody else they told they were in 30 Hudson, 50 Hudson, main stage. They didn't oh, say like, where they like, were.
1: Like Hertz, like Hertz rent a car. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, how about now? Their, their their next one with the wide angle will be Motel Six. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Bobby Bobby Jones makes a good point. Let's dive into some tinfoil hat stuff here. I mean, she this is when I said that you know she 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 has too much power. She's a handler and controlled by higher people. That's the vibe she gives off. She gives off crazy conspiracy lizard people control vibes, and I know that's madness, right? But that's that would that would make sense, Tom.
1: Yeah, at least we can go, oh, she's a fucking alien. That, that, that is almost the one valid explanation. What happened? Well, she was abducted by aliens. Yeah, Good, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not being
0: funny, but at least that, we could all sleep at night with that. Your dad could go, ah, oh, right, she's on
1: a ship yeah, somewhere, right. and this is just a lizard clone. That would at oh, least make sense, but the And, sound- and these, are, these are communication devices to the mothership. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. But (laughs) it's
0: so sad that we have to go to that extent to try and break the sadness and tension of this whole story because the reality is she, in my opinion, allegedly, shows psychotic, narcissistic sides that goes far beyond anything that we would be exposed to in our usual life it's the fact that she's got so much uh, exposure and we we have the realness in you and your sister and your dad bringing the truth forward we've we've seen the attacks and the abuse and the the targeted um systems that you've, you've come up against online and it's horrific but trust me Trust me when I say that is a silencing tactic. I, Like I say, I I, I I, cost horrible groups of people millions of pounds, put people in jail, and I never had that kind of harassment. And I was not hard to find. Do you know what I mean? So
1: yeah.
0: from a data-only point of view, it doesn't make sense that an uh, innocent party would be going through this. Uh, uh, a guilty party would be going through this because... You, you wouldn't be putting forward your truth. It's your truth that's being silenced, and it's shocking and sad. And I, I, I really hope that you do take control of your own little corner of the internet, start going live, doing all these things, because I, I think we all would, would like to see that. But tell us, is there anything else that you feel hasn't been voiced about your sister? It's the things that maybe you've kept inside that you want to get off your chest. Is there anything you want to put out there, Tom?
1: Well, you know, I was, uh, I've been, you know, throwing around the idea and trying to put a book in a documentary together okay. now for, for two years. So, yeah. um, there's going to be quite a bit. That's, uh, that's going to come out in those. So, yeah. Well, and, we, look, we look forward along, to that. Along, oh. along when I do start, when I do start my live and I do start broadcasting a lot more and really dig my feet in, yeah. uh, because, you know, I come to find that this is like the best platform. You know yeah. and it's everybody's out there willing to listen yeah and i have a lot to say and there's going to be a lot coming out
0: well just to, just to throw this out there uh sean atwood who runs this channel he is published multiple books and released a documentary the other day about jimmy savile which i think has topped over a hundred thousand views in less than 36 hours so if you need to expand on those ideas i'm sure uh you know i'm sure you're not i'm sure you're not short of offers but i'm saying that's something that could also be discussed for sure do, do you believe right what do you think the outcome is going to be if you had to put some money on the divorce narrative how much are you invest in in the divorce narrative if this is vegas
1: right well you know i i go back and forth a little bit on that because at first i thought it was coming quick yeah but now now i think i think you know those anchors and those hooks are set deep into Harry, and that's that's her that's her uh, that's her platform as Harry. Well, I thought that
0: until I seen the Kardashian series just about the divorce, and I thought, oh sugar, once wow. that series ends, she's going to be typey typey to the producers and being like, how much how much to push yeah. my divorce really Again, it's
2: um, going to be like Jada. But I can guarantee you that Will Smith is still trying to fi- figure out that he was not married, into the, that he was still married, whatever, you know? It's it's he's, it's he's going to be like that. Meghan Markle is not going to tell Harry when she's getting divorced just like she did with Trevor.
1: The difference between the two is like um, they don't have a, a, a jaded past like that. They don't have a, a track record history of disowning their family and turning their back on their father who put them in their place. And, yeah. then, you know, they don't have that mean streak in them. See, Megan's got to carry this and Megan's got to carry this wherever she goes, whatever she does for the rest of her life. And she's going to keep continuing to try and bury it. And it's not going to work. Eventually the, the scales are going to tip immensely yeah. and she's not going to be wanted or wanted to be talked to or produced anywhere.
2: Well, she's not already. She, I can tell you for a fact, that um, that the reason why she ended up on stage is because um, W and me, uh, Kevin Costner did not want her alone, so they Harry went along, and the whole idea was for Harry to introduce and say something. But Harry, being the pussy that he is didn't have the balls to grab the the microphone and hand it over to Megan because he was afraid of Kevin Costner, you know? But at yeah. the same time, he wanted to do some sort of gesture. So because WME does not represent Harry and they represent Megan, her contract was to get Harry on that stage and have him said words, but she got out of it any any. Because she said, well, I didn't ask, but he chose to give me the mic, and the others didn't give that. That's the sneakiness of of it all. It's like you're tracking in your family through third parties. We see that in the emails that Jason Canoff produced that said, you know, that Jason Canoff advised them. Make sure that you do it through third parties so you have plausible deniability.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Didn't didn't, didn't the king just give them a new title, new official titles called The Others? (laughs) yeah that would be freaking awesome well listen
0: i just want to say welcome john we're just sort of um winding down this segment john but uh john uh a lot of you will know and he's going to take us through our next sections in just a moment or two tom i'd love it if you stick around and if uh, once we're done with this section if there's anything you yeah. think of that you want to reiterate we'll we'll dive back give on me, it
1: give uh, me one second i'm going to go take a quick break and i'll be right back
0: I'm actually going to do the same. So, Paula, before we jump on to this next section, because I need to quickly run to the bathroom, okay? Can you just... I enter- John
2: because John has promised me to, to talk to me and he never has. So I'm going to give him a hard time.
0: <laughs> oh Yeah, listen, fear fear the Paula, John. She's no freaking joke, mate. So, <laughs> John, um, I'm quickly going to nip to the loo. Paula's going to just uh, fill the fill the air for us for a couple of minutes and then we'll get your introduction done as soon as I get back, mate.
3: Okay, yeah, no worries. Thank you.
2: Hello, John, how are you? So nice to finally talk to
3: you. Hello, Paula. Thank you.
2: <laughs> how, so tell, can you tell me a little bit about you? Because I know that you're going to get an introduction and everything, but I thought we'd get going. I mean, I, I, um, you work for the police in the United Kingdom?
3: Yeah, I, um, I'm I'm retired um, uh, detective from London. Um, and I, I now campaign for... Um, uh, justice for a lot of victims and survivors of abuse you know so um and my role when I was um, in the police because I came to sort of um prominence and, and notice for for my role as a whistleblower so I spoke up about uh, cover-ups re- regarding child prostitution and child trafficking in London
2: my god that must have been really horrible you worked in that area that was your specialty
3: yeah i did many years many years in uh vice and child abuse a lot of it w- w- was working on the street with prostitutes and uh spent a lot of time in in crack houses and uh with drug addicts all sorts it was it was a tough job but it was it was good i i i i enjoyed my uh, my career i had a fantastic career but um it all sort of came to a sticky end when i spoke out about the um the cover-ups and um and there was a, a need for for those um, in, in certain positions that were uncomfortable with it to to try and silence me, and that's yeah. when I, I saw um, really this this hidden hand that that sort of runs the establishment um, reveal itself, and it's it, it's very daunting, and it will crush you if um, you're you're not you know you've not got your wits about you.
0: A hundred percent. So for those of you who have never heard, uh, you know, John or John is, he's a real deal. Um, he doesn't just spit hearsay. He is a factual man and his knowledge is incredible. So when we get onto this next section, please understand this isn't some conspiracy madness where we're going to sort of go through the Jimmy Savile ties to the, the Royal family, but sadly we have to do it in a way where we're, Allowed to do it on YouTube, so there might be some names that get left out, and you have to sort of imagine who we're talking about. And there might be some words that sound like we're dumbing things down, but sadly, that's twenty twenty three in YouTube. Uh, Tom, I just want to check that you're still with us. Yeah, I'm here. Wicked. All right.
2: So, <laughs> so <laughs> can I can I just say something yep. that 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 John you just said right now, John? To me, the most disgusting thing of all the things that you that you have dealt with is the cover up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean the crime itself the crimes themselves are horrible but the worst part of it all as victims as helpless victims is that yeah. it's the cover up to protect the good name of yeah. evil people who are allowing this to happen so they are perceived as good people. That's I think I think that the people who do do that cover up should be in jail.
0: Yeah, well, sadly, they're the people who put people in jail half the time, so it's a it's a real tricky one, uh, Paula. But John, listen, before we get we start, thank you so much again for joining. As you give up so much of your time to tell the truth and to get these stories out there, for those of you who uh, are interested in true crime, uh, John and I actually do a podcast every week called Crime Theory, where we've got a, a massive series that we're um, exposing a huge group of baddies, and they're serious baddies now. John, take us into the reality of Jimmy Savile, the royal family, in a way that isn't going to get me in trouble when we end this live stream from the boss.
3: Yeah, I mean, and the problem is, if only we really knew the truth. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean we, we know a lot, but there's still so much that that hasn't come out. Um, my role now, as, as, you know, I'm a political lobbyist, Um I've advised the British government on occasions regarding um, child safeguarding matters. Um, I've pushed forward the agenda for justice for survivors. And as a result, become at, at times a beacon of light for, for some victims and survivors of horrific child abuse. And I've spoken to quite a few victims and survivors of Jimmy Savile and people of similar ilk. Um and they never really got the justice. And and a lot of people that have suffered very horrific uh, child abuse, sexual abuse and ritualistic abuse end up with, with, with chronic mental health problems. So for them to get any justice in, in the criminal justice system is problematic because of their mental health problems. Uh, so, so that's the issue. But it doesn't make them liars. Yeah. Uh, but it will subject them... Um, to a lot of scrutiny and, and ridicule in in the british courts because bear in mind the british justice system is supposedly one of the fairest in the world with the highest burden of proof which is beyond all reasonable doubt yeah uh you, you know and it's a legacy that, that the, the, the 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 colonialists left all, all around um the world it, is is common law um as opposed to the european system which is napoleonic law so yeah. we have a presumption of innocence in the uk you go to france spain italy portugal there's a presumption of guilt we have the presumption of innocence um and you've got countries like australia new zealand uh, the usa canada nigeria jamaica they, they've all got the same okay and um, jimmy savile um came to notice of the police back in the 50s and you know for paedophilic activities that the guy showed very early on that he had a sexual liking of of young girls, and it turned out also to be young boys. Um, he went in his eyes from strength to strength um, in his abusing, and yeah. he came to the notice of the police many, many, many times. And he seemed to have an impunity to operate, uh, even up to his death. I mean, he died. I think he was eighty three years old. Yeah, I think it was two thousand and eleven when he died. Uh, and still, for a few days, there was silence. Yeah. And literally, after a few days passed, bang, the survivors came forward. They were tried to um, be silenced, especially by the BBC. Uh, these were survivors of, of, of sexual abuse, rape. Yeah. We need, watch, we
0: need to watch our terminology a little bit because uh, we're live. Our
3: okay, okay, R
0: word, R word, P word. I hate to dumb it down; it, it angers me. But we S-A-S-A. will.
2: S A S
0: A R word and P word. I'm sorry. It's, it's
3: yeah, yeah. Did... No, that, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I'm only saying what well, is a legal terminology anyway, and I, it's, I, uh, it, I it's get a, it. it's I get such it. A Damning indictment. That, that we have to do this you know yes. and it's so sad and it's the game with victims and survivors of abuse that that they get of demonized course. they get chastised and they get imprisoned as well we've had cases in the uk of survivors who've come forward about being abused by people high up in the political world the entertainment world and they've ended up in prison for speaking out and again whistleblowers up myself yeah we we got attacked um and and that there, were, there was fear for my own uh, my own life really at one point, and I was told my intelligence services to be careful. So, mm-hmm. for what for doing what for speaking well, out about the deliberate cover up of yep. the most horrific offending against children, yep. and and so, several, was a horrific individual, but that the, there was a blessing there, because he was seen as, as some sort of saintly. Um, Godlike like uh, persona who was a bit eccentric, a bit of a British eccentric, a bit quirky. But you know, but it was a nonsense. The bloke clearly was, if you looked at him um, straightforwardly and, and, and you know, with, with a sense of knowing, you would see that this man w- was a mind-attracted person. And, uh, and many people did say that. But when it came out officially... See the BBC tried to cover it up. They self adjudicated. The police yeah. gave the onus of investigation over to the BBC, and they turned around and came out with this bizarre statement that there was no um, wrongdoing, there was no offending, all dealt with. Let's move on. But How- do you not do you not think God. that's
0: testament though <laughs> uh, the bigger story, the behind the scenes, the things we don't know because there's only so much charisma and charm that goes so far and yeah, you know
2: yeah, i gotta stop you there i've seen savile physically yeah i mean there is absolutely even back then yeah that you look at that man and you don't think something is weird yeah 100 he's, a creepy, I he's a creepy look at it you know like seriously even if i didn't know who the man was just yeah. by look even without him speaking just by looking at him
0: can we all just take just uh, one second just to look at Tom and how he's sitting there going, "What the fuck has just happened here? We were just having a nice conversation, and the things got real heavy, real fast." So I'm just letting you know it's it's a serious topic, Tom, and I'm um, thank you for sticking around because it's it can be a bit jarring sometimes when those words are said and you're you're unprepared for it. So. It, it
2: involves yeah, royalty. I'm, 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 it involves in, royalty cover in, ups. I'm,
1: and I'm,
0: I'm
2: and sorry. In, <laughs> No, no, I'm but totally it, you, know, you know, you know what you know what you said about cover up. If they can cover up Savile, covering up for Meghan Markle is a nothing.
3: <laughs> no, but, but but the other thing with Savile yeah. was that all of a sudden that people held this guy in, in godly, uh, saintly status, and yeah. then it came out. Okay, they can rubbish the testimony of one individual, two individuals, three individuals, and especially right. when, when we when we look at victims and survivors. Of what what we will term here, SA, will go go on to harbour um, a lot of deep rooted emotional uh, problems, and some of them will manifest in, into criminal activity. And let's remember that trauma, trauma, anger is trauma. Yeah. So, especially when you've got guys end up in prison through, through offences of violence. Well, that's anger. Where's that come from? Trauma. And when yeah. men have been essayed in the past it's demasculating for them it's difficult for them to speak out women may deal with it in different ways but one way is to self-medicate and and that can be through alcohol which will then progress to other things like illegal narcotics and it seems to be that the the drug of choice for survivors of SA is heroin yeah. because heroin is an analgesic it is a painkiller, and yeah. pain doesn't necessarily have to be a, a physical thing it's an emotional thing as well yeah. and 90 percent of of the heroin addicts that that were that were polled in um the uk came around to confess that, that they've they've been victims and survivor of of sa yeah. so you know they were mounting up so we can in the British courts, you, you can sort of rubbish these people by saying, well, you're a drug addict or you're, you're a violent man. Why should we believe you? But other people started coming forward that, yeah. that weren't of that, that, that went on to have sort of semi-functioning lives, but not just one, two. Within a very short period of time, 434 people came forward saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. And, and so
2: I'm, so if I could just just, my... just
3: finish this yeah. segment with this. Ron, is that all of a sudden what was once seen as incredulous and conspiratorial was now really seen, wow, there's something in this. Well, that's you know, because I it, was, want it was, want to say it
2: was something really quickly. You know, it's like, like for example, like John, like you say, uh, they discredit the people who speak out. It's like, for example, Tom, Samantha, Mr. Markle. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're considering you know they portray you Tom as a unstable, violent person. They don't understand what causes that to be to be like that. You know, it's like in Spanish we have a saying: is the nanny pinches the kid and the kid clearly cries. But what the people see on the outside is that the kid is crying, and then the nanny turns and says, "See, he's a brat." But they don't know that she pinched the poor little guy to get him to cry. Yeah, so. That's- and i understand that these people who suffer trauma in order to deal with the trauma they 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 are led and the fact that nobody listens to them and nobody believes them and they gaslight the hell out of them they end up taking these drugs you know and, and it's like a spiraling out of control it's like you tom you know what it is like you know
1: how, you, you feel you feel uh completely helpless when nobody will listen and you're just like there's narrative of being just portrayed and forecasted all over the world. And there's nothing you can do about it Yeah, because you don't have the resources and you don't have the money and nobody cares because it's already, it's already been shut down. Yeah.
3: But if, if, I, if I may add to that, Tom, yeah. um, I don't know much about your background or anything, but myself as a whistleblower and when I spoke out, because there were young children from the age of nine to 14 that were involved in, in sexual trafficking. They were being pimped. This was going to, to very high up uh, people that, that were accessing the service of these children. Now I was threatened with the loss of my home, my children, and my job. There were nine attempts to imprison me for speaking out on behalf of these children. Yeah. You know, so so when you whistleblow, as well as you speak out as a survivor of SA. You stand alone because no one wants to stand with you because it's too dangerous to stand with you. Yeah. But but what you must do, when you do find the fortitude and, and, and the, the strength and the honesty to speak up, you need to know that you yourself are clean mm-hmm. because if you are not clean, they are going to find every single um, open door to destroy you. Now, with the police, it might be as an officer that, that you've been involved in corruption or, or whatever it might be, boom, that's going to come your way and you're in trouble. Uh, but as a survivor, it might be that you've got a past, a criminal history. You must be prepared to have everything laid bare and be purged. And something I said to, to Ron the other week was if we take the analogy of a Catholic priest exorcist before he does an exorcism, right? He confesses every single sin, so he knows the devil cannot take ownership of them sins, right? It's very much the same when you speak out; you you must either be clean or expect that all your past will be dragged yeah. out in an attempt to discredit you, to silence you, and denigrate you.
0: Do you know the sad thing that. That tactic is also used in R-word cases for normal people, even when it's not a huge case. It's incredible how much um, humiliation is forced upon survivors. Now, John, before we just uh, carry on there, aftermath. Welcome. How are you? Introduce yourself, Paula. You're
2: a welcome. mute. You're a mute.
0: Yeah, you're 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 muted as well. Uh, there we go. Hello, hello.
2: As a
4: mad dash from work. Hi everyone.
0: <laughs> how are you doing?
4: I'm good, thank you.
2: Hi, Tom. Hi. You know oh. the aftermath is a survivor of domestic violence from a child, a very young child, uh, oh. her and her siblings. You know, you. Uh, in the UK, um, she managed to survive. John is a retired police detective in the UK who dealt with child um, children not being treated nicely you know children oh, who wow. travel illegally uh children you know like with a passport who managed to travel somehow <laughs> yeah. John, John's seen a lot then <laughs> yeah, John,
0: yes, John's, John's definitely the real deal and yeah. you know just tell us a little bit about uh before we continue on just get a f- proper introduction here and just tell us a little about about yourself before we we continue on there uh if you if you could be so kind
4: okay so i grew up in domestic violence i was homeless at 40 went into a woman's refuge i see the sort of healing that went on in there but when you leave domestic violence you sort of out you're free you're meant to be happy but then all these inbuilt regime of living that life constantly sensing a room reading triggers and that the fake smile almost it, it becomes a part of you so you find yourself in this abyss really fearing being happy fearing everything catastrophizing overthinking everything you do hating upon yourself any chance you get i sort of i got to a point where i had everything around me husband children everything was set up but i just kept crashing time and time again and then i realized you know and i came here through the Johnny Depp amber heard court case and um found my voice a voice which people Say well uh, and I just I just learned the tools of you know yeah. finding balance, <laughs> understanding sure. rationalizing the irrational in sure. finding peace for me, and I'm on social media sort of doing that, but also I pick up on that fake smile. I read situations, you know, yeah. like Megan and Harry and understanding those those smiles and what actually really oh, lies yeah. behind the words, you know. So yeah. You know, and like a lot of my community, they are triggered by the Harry and Meghan story. You know, and yeah. what's gone down, and our heartbreaks for Thomas Markle and Meghan's family. You know, so yeah, that that's pretty much me. But overall, it's about helping people heal through me dragging my trauma out for everyone to see, so they can touch upon their own in a gentle manner. And yeah. that seems
2: to is grown from there quite organically, and now I find myself here. Well.
4: <laughs> no, but one
2: of the things, one of the things that I wanted to touch upon because you and I talked about it and in, in our and in, in the video we did, is the cover-up, John. Because, for example, uh, Tina was saying that everybody knew that there was violence in her home and nobody said anything, but everybody mm-hmm. knew mm-hmm. and nobody said anything. The cops didn't really do much, you know. It's uh, and for example, some some people might end up in a life of crime when they come out of that situation people being in domestic violence are easy prey for the kind of yeah. people like Jimmy Savile, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 but that, that the cover art part, I just thought it was very yeah. interesting because Tina said that everybody knew what was happening in her home. Mm-hmm. Even, I don't know if you mentioned that in your school, they knew what was going on and, you know, and they still didn't do anything.
3: Yeah. But what we got to look at is, is with domestic violence, the perpetrators of it, you know, mm-hmm they're cruel because how they abuse is cool and you're dealing with people if you're talking typically a man being the abuser towards a wife you're talking to someone who's broken and then we go back in their life their life would have been something would have happened in their life and when, when someone is abused their emotional clock stops and you can determine especially when you interview um an abuser now now um Domestic violence perpetrators are no different in many ways to sex offenders uh, Because they have a low emotional intelligence now mm-hmm. when you're hurt Your emotional clock stops so the younger you were hurt the more cruel you can become mm-hmm. Because the, you have no reasoning that's why in in the third world they use child soldiers because they 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 don't care for what they do because emotionally they're stunted and the consequence of their actions doesn't come into it at all Mm -hmm. and this is how you gauge someone so you look at people their value system what do they value um what interests them and and what are their trigger points and people that are mostly broken will still have very childish things that that make them happy and make Mm -hmm. them angry and the Mm -hmm. other thing with, with domestic violence perpetrators they're damaged broken sad individuals and they have to normalize their lifestyle by making everyone else sad as them mm-hmm. so they don't like yeah, the that's... happiness and they will never like the happiness because it makes them feel horrible and unnormal so when you are miserable too, they feel normal you see and and yeah. what the key thing is the, 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 the emotional intelligence so when someone is damaged. They will continue to grow intellectually. So broken people can go on to do very well. And in fact, they do very well in business. A okay. lot of CEOs of businesses tend to have a narcissistic trait to them, which would have come to being broken as a kid. Physically, yeah. again, you see a lot of um, tough ex-criminals going to be fighters and boxers. And they've come, there was a famous one in the UK, a guy called Lenny McLean, who was a, a bare knuckle yeah. fighter known throughout the world as being one of the toughest yeah. guys. Physically, the man was was a beast. Yeah. Um, but emotionally, he was a broken child. Yeah. And if you try and reason with a petulant child, they throw themselves down, I hate you, I want to kill you. They'll break things and smash things. Well, isn't that what a domestic violence perpetrator does? They'll do exactly the same because you are dealing with a broken child. And yeah. children can be incredibly cruel, which is what a domestic violence perpetrator is. And what the authorities need to do, they need to start looking at the profile of the offender. And and again, these are people that are clever with what they do. They won't do it in front of everyone else because they know it's wrong. Yeah. So they well, have. Yeah, my ex husband you know? used to hit
2: me in the body, never in the face. I mean, only one that's time he got a hand, and this is when he did that thing. You know?
0: Well, look. I just want to spin this back round to the uh, the royal family here. Just yeah, from- sorry.
2: Yeah, There we go. <laughs> uh,
0: we're, we're, it's, it's easy to 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 get emotionally involved and in spiral on this topic. We all get enraged by it. But can you can you enlighten us, John, if there is any uh, story you know or links with Savile and the royals that you're comfortable talking about, or 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 you can you can
3: you can of, put of, it there of course. So let, let's okay. look. Let's look at Jimmy Savile's best friend. Um, was a guy uh, called Prince Charles. Yeah, <laughs> Prince, Prince Charles, uh, uh, AKA Sausage Fingers, as we call him in the UK. He, right. I mean, he, he's he is now our sovereign ruler. Now, Charles, if you look at his connections, very very dubious. Prince Charles's best friend was a guy called um, Bishop Ball. Uh, Bishop, how is oh. it? Uh, I can't remember his first name. Patrick Ball, uh, something Ball. It'll come to me in a minute. So Bishop Bull, what was a convicted? Peter, Peter Bull, Peter Bull. Bishop Peter Bull, uh, he was, had the governance for the south coast of the UK. He was an active um, minor attractive person and an offender um, of SA against children, okay? Um, and he was convicted of it. Now, during this period, his height of his offending, Charles put him up. For 16 years rent free in his residence and when the police went round to Charles to ask for some sort of testimony because the only person that, that is above the law is the monarch and at the time the monarch was his mother so he came under the guidelines of provisions of all our legal system he refused to give a statement against this guy right and and also the connection with um the what they call him the, the royal a minor, attractive person, and that was Charles's uncle, Lord Louis Mountbatten, yeah. who again was associated with Savile. I knew
2: a lot about that guy.
3: Yeah, and I mean, Savile was connected to so many people high up. He he had um, a personal relationship with Cardinal Basil Hume, uh, head of the Catholic Church, and then we saw during that period, you know, uh, in a later um, government-sponsored. Uh, independent inquiry into child um, sexual abuse, the IICSA, where, where um, Hume and, and his underlings were all held to question for their offending and, and their um, reluctance to prevent offending of, of priests and everything else. Uh, he Several was connected on many, many levels. And the other thing was um, that there was evidence that had come forward that, that he was into Satanism um, he was also um, caught out many times in compromising positions with with bodies in a morgue. The guy was a necrophiliac, which which would which, which would tie in very nicely with, with, with Satanism. He was also an organized criminal. Um, he was a borderline gangster, um, and he, he and he was like I say, he was a, a trafficker of children par excellence. He. He had it mastered down to five, and even his own nephew gave a testimony to the fact that he witnessed Uncle Jimmy bringing many, many children to, to sex parties. Um, and some of them involved members of the clergy. You know, he, he was personal friends with Charles and Diana, he was even there. Yeah, no, no,
2: wait, 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 one second. I know that Princess Diana was creeped out from about that guy he even went and licked her hand and she was really creeped out because she was really angry that he managed to talk her way in and prince charles when 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 they were having marital issues he ordered diana to go to a, a counseling session with jimmy savile refused yeah. uh yeah. they touched her they said that she was insane because yeah. he licked her hand i mean They did a documentary. I did watch this, you know, because I heard this before. And in the documentary, they said that Princess Diana said, you know, she was creeped out about the guy that the guy licked her hand. Even what even even her her private secretary. No, Dickie, Dickie Arbiter, I think he said when he was he was he did that interview and he said that. He didn't know how they allowed him because he would come and lick, you know, like the hand, the arms, and stuff of people. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's that's some pretty weird goings on to be licking people's hands and arms. I mean, we've seen that portrayed uh, in the series where he would do the same thing with nurses, kissing up, kissing up their arms and things like this. And John, from a from a data analyst point of view, from a former policeman point of view, is this not just? There's only one outcome in this, and that has to be cover up, right? It has to be some sort of involvement to keep these individuals under wraps.
3: Well well you you not only look at, at the, the person who does the offending, you, you look at the bigger social family around them and you also got to look at who allows them to continue. Now he, he was held to task many times by the police and it never went anywhere. He was he was Gosh. interviewed I heard from a police source seven times in relation to the Yorkshire Ripper murders and I was even told that his teeth marks were found on the body of one of the the, the uh, victims. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's serious. I mean, we we know how close uh, Savile got with um, the Yorkshire Ripper. It's it's yeah. it's a side story from the whole Savile tale that is shocking. Um, well,
3: well, well, the other thing we got to look at, Ron, is that yeah. there's a thing called vetting, and you know, and to get near to, to the monarch and the monarch's children, that means. That, that you've got to go through some serious vetting otherwise it isn't going to happen there, there were rumors allegations and criminal allegations made against this bloke for sexual offending against children yeah. and yet he still was allowed to, to walk straight in and, and on one occasion came into um uh, to visit uh phil the greek you know uh prince yeah. philip with a child in the boot of his car, and he boasted about it. He said, "This kid—it was for, for, for um, Prince Philip, a young girl." I mean, does anyone not stop and analyse that statement and realise that it is wrong on, on on a million different levels? And yet they laughed at it. They laughed because he said it in a candid nature.
0: Do you think that it's such a? Uh... People just write this off because they think it's so far fetched. But we're talking about fact here. We're not talking about we're not speculating anything. I mean, it's it's shocking how quickly all of this is ironed over in this country, John.
3: And and also those that speak out are crushed. You know, of course. Are, and I've been a victim of that. But then when you do it, people go, Oh, we always knew he was a, a nonce, or a wrong one or whatever it was. Yeah. no one does anything. Because when you stand up, you stand alone, people are too frightened to do it. And I've spoken to one woman who was as a child in, in the hospital. It might, been, it might have been St. Jimmy's in Leeds. And um, he, um, he came in, and the nurse turned her back on this young child while he raped her. Yeah. She was sick in the hospital with a kidney disorder. And the nurse. Turned... Now, what individual would that woman be where a woman should be the lioness? out there to protect her cubs. But didn't,
4: didn't... sorry, didn't Jimmy Savile have police go around to his flat on a Friday as well? And he had everyone in his pocket as well. Yeah,
3: he did. Yeah. And of course, this is how it starts. This is how he he worked out the algorithm of grooming. Mm -hmm. He knew that all you got see, police are quite fickle people. You know they, they love that gangster lifestyle somewhere and all you've got to do is give them some free food and free alcohol and they'll pretty much turn a blind eye to anything you know we don't have corruption like the third world has where you you put some money in in your uh, driving license and hand it to the police you don't tend to get that in this mm-hmm. country our our corruption is very covert and very high up so he knew he could he could ingratiate those high- a sexual quirk. And he knew who they're, see the UK and, and the Commonwealth as a whole might be a bit unique because we have what we call the public school system. Okay. Now the rest of the world, the public school is, is like social schooling. It's not in this country. It's elite schooling, high yeah. paying school. So throughout the world, um, you, you know, our big yeah, institu- uh, you know, our very sort of opulent, educational institutions are so, synonymous with, with with the best education in the world like eton oxford and cambridge
0: yeah it's a very now, confusing term
3: yeah it, it is and it's all to do with with the um the public schools act which are you know the, the, the democracy that is a uk everyone should have the same chance so yeah. they had to allow some places for kids from the public sort of um working classes to attain a position in these schools which they never did because it yeah. just not happen but you know again to go into Sandhurst to become an army officer, how many working class lads do it? Pretty much none. But the op- right. is still, the opportunity is there. Um, so that's why we got them. Now, like I said to you the other day, Ron, a, a study into this, that there was a book called The Poisoned Bowl written. And okay. it looked it looked at our, our, our pre- prep schools and our public schools in the UK. And they found the conclusion was that they are based on the uh, uh, Greco-Roman gladiatorial schools. Where the child is divested from the mother uh, at an infant school age, they've gone into a very, very strict, disciplined back, uh, sort of environment, which involves caning, which is where a, a length of rattan cane is, is, is whipped across a, a young five year old boy's buttocks by a yeah. grown man six times. It's called Six of the Best if they, they misbehave. Now, can you imagine the trauma and the pain? That, that does. Yeah, of course, um, of to, there, there, there's a brilliant um, uh, testimony by Charlie Chaplin. He went. Okay. He went to. He, went to um, uh, he was put into a kids' home, and it was a boarding kids' home. And on a Friday, they would read out a list in the school of all the wrongdoers, and they were made to get up onto this platform stage area in front of the old school, and they would be whipped across a bare buttocks six times, and it was so traumatic. He said he never, ever got over not only the pain, but the trauma of it. Of now, course. what the public school system does, it has a thing called fagging, the fagging system, okay. where, where the older boys have governance for the discipline of the younger boys. Okay. And okay. we've got a total absence, apart from a matron, of any matriarchal influence. So these kids are in a very strict, very strict, old school Victorian English yeah. disciplined environment where there's tough exercise strict education canins and of course sexual uh, essay as we call yeah. it right um and it's beatings and buggery was 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 the um, the order of the day and it's- they go through from five all the way up until till they their school leavers and then they go into institutions like Sandhurst or, or to the city of London yeah. and it produces this very bizarre narcissistic Damaged, sexually distorted individuals, yeah, which true. go which go on to our political forum. Now, if you was to do that to a dog, a puppy dog, by the time that dog got old enough, there wouldn't be a human could get his hand near it without being yeah, bitten that's off. Yeah, this is this is what produces people like David Cameron, Winston Churchill, you know, um, Tony Blair. All of these people that go, and that's why we had so many. Minor attracted persons in British politics.
0: Yeah, well, it's, and, it's it's interesting because it is a very uh, archaic method that is used throughout a lot of these schools, and it's quite a prevalent point that you're making that there's.
3: But, but the point know, to it, Ron, is the fact that that these are guys that, that have got a lot of sexual repression and distorted sexual preferences, yeah, and sure. Savile had a unique ability to recognise that and to feed that. Now, the the chief constables um, of the police services, again, would have come from privileged uh, backgrounds, middle class backgrounds on the whole and may well have gone through that system. And he would have recognised that. And again, with the army officers, and he would have fed their perversion, whatever their quirk was, because these will be, like we mentioned, emotionally broken people and yeah. he would make them whole again. And that was their dirty little secret. That makes and, sense, John. And, it, and when you've got someone who has abused, and we found this out through the independent inquiries where the intelligence services, when they knew a child brothel was working, such as Elm Gestel's, King Cora, covert cameras were put in there. So those that went into abuse that were from the political realm, business, and things like that, it would have massive... Coercive blackmail value, and that was (laughs) Savile's key to it all.
0: Now, Tom, one second, Tom, you're you're sort of just digesting all of this, I imagine. How how shocking are these revelations about the royal family to you? The family
2: that you're related to right now by
0: marriage. Sorry to throw all this on you, Tom. It's a bit heavy, mate. If I'm being honest, but I mean, it's it's throw that on me. (laughs) No, well, I mean, we're not, we're not. But I mean, i'm Giving you a chance to sort of decompress. It's
1: it's, it. it's, just, it's very eye opening because this goes on all over the world in many different situations with many different high up families and and influential fa- families with a lot of money that have the ability to hide things and they continue going on and on and on and nobody does anything about it because it's all snuffed and they they control the media and the narratives that that are put out and and then it gets washed away and people start to forget because they put out 50 stories on top of it to yeah. to change people's minds. It's very yeah. sad.
0: It is it is and it's 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 a well orchestrated and well rehearsed system. Uh, there's no deniability that this is not the first time and won't be the last time. Um now John just just before we sort of try and make a bit more lighthearted uh content because you you've hit me hard this evening. Um what else can you throw at us with regards to the royals and factual connections or other uh, royals who have the same tastes, perhaps? Obviously missing out ones we can't talk about here.
2: Um, I you want to ask John a question about it. I want to ask <laughs> John a question about it. it is how did Saville end up talking to Charles? How did he find his wealth to Prince Charles? Uh, was Prince Charles warned because I read in some places because always when when these things explode, Charles always comes out with, Oh, I didn't know about it. Nobody told me about it. Um how did they how did Peter Ball and Jimmy Savile find their way fi- find their way to, to Charles?
0: Yeah, how did they get there? Did
2: like, Charles, these, these Charles know and why are people still believing that Charles and let him get away with everything? Not they believe Charles.
3: Because you've got to look at the common denominator, the common denominator is children and the liking of children. You see, it's like if you get a troublemaker and he moves from one town to another town, within a day or so, he will know all the bad boys in that town. These people gravitate to each other. There's like this magnetic um, aura uh, that that they they sort of recognise in each other. A survivor of SA will recognise an offender a mile away, they've got a hyper, a six sense, there was a study done about people with psychic abilities and they found that those that had very finely tuned psychic clairvoyant abilities, most of them had been abused as children because it, it produces a hyper awareness and that is the difference between a dog and a fox you know, you get a domestic dog won't, won't have this, this awareness of its surrounding whereas a fox will do their alert all the time and a lot of survivors they they have night traumas they wake up in the middle of the night someone's behind them they sense it and, and they're so switched on all the time um so just as much as, as a victim will recognize them an offender will recognize another offender they know they know they can smell them out and and, and savile could recognize a broken person and wholesome people and, and those that had survived these traumas, they weren't—they could not be fooled by this guy, and they did on many occasions say, "No, no, no, this bloke is wrong. This bloke's wrong." But also, you get very naive people. You know, this is why there was a gift in in him being exposed because it made those that saw him as this lovely, saintly fella who's really good to children, and he's funny, and he's quirky, and he's so eccentrically British, and he runs marathons, he built hospitals yeah so what he was a procurer of children that went on to be abused murdered he was a he was a necrophiliac he was a satanist he was everything Yeah. the flip side of it who's buying and who's selling yeah that's it you know Jeremy, yeah, if you're yes, selling he's it, he's a Catholic. He runs Marathon. Yes, yeah, he was Catholic.
2: very good friends with the royal family. Yeah, we, can't, we,
0: can't, we, can't, we can't talk about that guy. We can't oh, mention this we, can't
2: we can't talk about, about this guy anymore.
0: Can't talk about him. Um, so, again, John, once again, you've painted this horrific reality for us all to absorb. And it's 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 horrendous when it's a theory, it's horrendous when it's myth and legend, but when it's so many decades of you know, doc- documented charges that have been brought against people that are connected to Char uh, to Charles. Now, in a YouTube-friendly Sean Atwood channel manner, what does that tell you about the possibilities of Charles?
3: Well, 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 well Let's look at it another way, right? Okay. Um, I think someone did know what was going on, and I think not not just with several, but with Charles. And that person was murdered in the most appalling and public fashion, you know, and that was Diana. Yeah. And, and it's like 80 percent of the american population don't believe the official narrative on john f kennedy's uh death and i think the same will be for diana's death and and funny enough there's um one of my um uh, supervising inspectors detective inspectors i worked under he 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 had a major part in the diana inquiry and he said to me once john if anyone thinks that that was an accident they're an idiot he said you know the public gets what the public wants they wanted an inquiry they got one but he said it's a cover-up
0: yeah i yeah. just want to say as well we're not making any public allegations against the king here we're just having a conversation uh, about a topic we're not making any allegations but it's it's interesting when you look at the data and the old saying of it's it's the, it's the company you keep you yeah, go. Certainly, in one case, his company was kept and paid for for many years. That's undeniable. That's not a theory. That is fact. And didn't
2: Savile get a knighthood? Like, didn't? Wasn't he certain Savile? Yeah, that,
3: that was that was Margaret Thatcher did that in in 1990. And again, she's portrayed in the BBC documentary "The Reckoning" that's just come out as being a very ah, naive that. woman. Oh, come on, she wasn't naive. That woman knew exactly what she was letting in. And again, it comes down to the vetting. You know, these people would have been vetted. His name goes into the the, the police computer. Okay, he might not have convictions for for offending in that manner, but there would be so much intelligence in this guy. Now, it's interesting, right? There's a special unit in Scotland Yard, which was nicknamed the Celebrity Squad. So any (sighs) offending, any allegations about anyone of prominence, went to this special unit. And there was a filter, a massive filter. Of and course. in my opinion, Jimmy Savile was an intelligence asset for the intelligence services. Okay, and, interesting. And, and he, I think he would procure children for parties mm-hmm. for these broken people that had made their way into diplomatic forums, into... The royalty, because it's not just one royal family, the, the world's full of royal families. Yeah, of course, of course. He, you know, and to people very, very high up, and he was feeding information back. Now, yeah. um, Putin has, we're, we're in very sort of politically sensitive times at the moment in the world, right? And, and Putin made a comment a few years ago that the United Kingdom and the Western world politically is full of, of minor attractive persons.
0: I mean, I'd, I mean, Putin's a bit freaking spicy to say the least. But I mean, it, it, I mean, I would, I would believe that narrative allegedly. But look, John, we need to, we need to just contain this section now and is is there any last things you want to throw at us uh before um, i try and unruin everyone's friday night because that's what me and john are good at destroying everyone's evening i'll tell you that hey we're just telling you the facts people i'm sorry if they upset you okay I, I, it's not your human right not to be upset or offended i'm sorry um but is there anything else you want to throw at us john before we begin wrapping up
3: no no this this guy Several, were, you know, he got away with it because he was just so clever at what he did. He exploited every opportunity, so yeah. he would have he would have evaded all, any sort of prosecution. Yeah. But he he was an informant, uh, probably for special branch and probably for the military intelligence uh, facets such as five and six.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, again, I think on a secret society level, because we all know and uh, we talk about. The influence that Freemasonry has, well, the ultimate of Freemasonry would be Satanism. If he was connected in that, which which I believe he was, he would have access to people very very yeah. high up. Yeah. Um. Again, he would have exploited that. Um. And, and he would have made a lot of friends along the way with the fundraising he did. Yeah. Uh, he was just he was a he had a high IQ. This guy.
0: Yeah. He's a, he was a he's a very devious and clever individual, and you know it. <sighs> We 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 could go on and on, but I just want to give a gold star to everyone in the side chat who brought up Jill Dando, the way that she was murdered, and possible connections. John and I, um, are, we've got a weekly series that on this channel called Crime Theory. I strongly suggest that you make sure you're subscribed because over the next few weeks we're 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 going to be blowing your minds. But John, listen, as always, man, you just you know what you're talking about, and you, the way that you put it over is just mind blowing, and. You know, thanks for coming and joining us. Thanks for pointing out the realities of these connections because it's important. Because if no one talked about this, it would just continue to go on. And you are nothing but uh, dedicated to uh, eradicating these individuals. So well, thanks well, so much, bro.
3: Well, well, all I was saying, a pointing thing to that, Ron, I apologize for my image not being no. on. I'm not in a place where I can uh, put a live camera on. That's all. Um, Sorry, right, no, don't, worry. Uh, don't um, worry. But, you know, in the words of, of, of Edmund Burke, in order for the triumph of evil, it takes but for good men to do nothing. Correct. It, it sums it up in that, you know, and um, they might be good people, but what did they actually do? So um, I'm not in the game of doing nothing. And no. if I will just leave this, if, if please, I implore people to watch Crime Theories with Ron and myself, because um, we have had information come through. From from members of the public, which is, is um, well, I reckon we're going to end up solving a murder. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, it's, impo- it's as a result of deal. Thing. Thing. it's yeah. A real. Thing. Yeah,
0: Listen, John, you. a legend, much love to you as always, brother. And uh, thanks so much for joining us, as always, mate. I really do appreciate your time.
3: God bless you all, it's a privilege. Thank you so much. Thank Bye you, bye-bye. brother. Thank you. Yes yeah well
2: so after now that you understand tom that <coughs> that the heavy stuff you know when people ask me why doesn't charles act against harry and megan yeah. because he has a there's so he has so much baggage that what yeah. harry and megan do it's nothing compared to The problem that they have now, in my very humble opinion, is that the Internet exists, whereas before they didn't have that. It was easier to cover things up. Mm -hmm. You know, you have people like you, Tom, who 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 have you have a small voice. So, you know, they backed Meghan Markle up. And at the beginning of this thing, I was saying that the Royal Family Act without any class when they allowed uh, Samantha Markle, a lady in a wheelchair with advanced MS, They didn't even let her in through the gates of Buckingham Palace. I mean, they should have at least let her in and say Mm -hmm. to her inside, you know, you want a cup of tea? I'm sorry, Megan, can't see you, but we'll pass on your letter. Mm -hmm. That would have sent a different message to the world to say Ah, they allowed her in. the same thing with when when tom got that message back where it said uh when he sent the message to buckingham palace and he got back something saying no she doesn't know who you are or you're distant relatives instead of saying that they should have said you know what Meghan markle said that she's going to get in touch with you whatever Mm -hmm. but instead they backed backed her up and they're still doing it which is why people thought that all the Markles were evil and terrible because Buckingham Palace was backing her up. And they're yeah, still backing that's, her up.
0: that's a good point. I mean, that carries a lot of clout for sure. Um, uh, uh, Tom, I don't know if you need to go and get a whiskey after uh, John's. Uh,
2: I'm drinking wine. Uh, yeah, we're, we must- all uh,
0: need whiskey after that. But yeah, carry on. Sorry, what were you saying there?
4: I must say, though, I think there's been a lot of love for the Markle for, for you guys. Um At one point, because I struggle with balance and i doing the right thing, and I was like, I'm not posting anymore. I'm not going to speak on this. It's too yeah. much. And people were like, we must carry on. We need to give Thomas Markle a voice. We need to give the family a voice. They need to be heard, you know? So yeah. there was a lot of love. For, and that's because of social media, you know, and the people that see that yeah, you not being at that wedding, regardless of what it got, it, it wasn't right. So, um yeah. yeah. So there is a lot of love as you probably well, feel as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely... Definitely, the tide is turning on that on that whole subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, when, when when the whole thing started, I thought deep in my heart, I thought, okay, well, you know, somebody's going to come around. Somebody's going to say that how this is done because they've done this for hundreds of years. So yeah. there's some sort of a protocol. There's some sort of like, you know, don't talk to this. Don't, no, there's some sort of guidance, but yeah. absolutely nothing. And we were led away by by Megan, and we were told. I mean, she told them basically what to do with us, which was absolutely nothing, and ignore us. Yeah.
4: Do
1: you know what blows
4: blows my mind though? We've watched Harry and Meghan walk away. We've watched him take on the media and the way that he has in anyone. You know, I feel at this point we understand the media more so than Harry. Your dad would have been sitting <laughs> duck for every media outlet in this country and more. And there should have been from my opinion, like, how can you take on the media, say we had to get on a plane to say se- and and your dad was just left. To, you know, in the way I perceive those photos of him looking at his daughter, it's in a desperate bid to say, I am enough, pick up the phone, please. And that's the only way he could contact her. And I think that's how most people took that anyway. It was a desperate, you know, I I didn't see any, I see a desperate dad sort of no. and that's sad, in it it's broke.
1: It's heartbreaking. Yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. No guidance, just basically just left to fend for ourselves. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice to deal with the media. I mean, well, Doria already-
2: got guidance. Doria got immediate protection. Doria got guidance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it—I mean, the, the the mistakes I've made and the practice that it takes—who to talk to, what to say, what not to say. My God, you talk about an avalanche effect of the words that come out of your mouth turn into fifty different stories on fifty different yeah. outlets overnight, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're done. I mean, they can bury you with five hundred stories, and you have no repercussions. Yeah, it's. It is. I mean, it's
0: one of, those, one of those arguments for about internet law and how we approach people's anonymity and safety online. But like, like we've been saying, luckily we feel like the, the tide is going to shift because, you know, the truth always prevails in these situations, even if it does take time. And I, I know that everybody that's uh, viewed you tonight, Tom, heard your story, heard your dad's story, whether it's the first time or the 10th time they've heard it, can feel the pain and the reality and the truth. There's not an ounce of uh, mistrust from you, if, if that makes sense. I can't remember the bloody word. It's getting late now, people. All right, it's 10 o'clock at night here, okay? I'm, I'm withering. um, And I, I really, really hope that your your dad and you, everyone gets resolution from all of this, and the truth will be widely known. Because for the, for those who know it, there's nothing but love and support. Okay. Uh, for yeah, you, but there's Eric. one
2: thing, uh, Ron, that you forget. Yeah. Me- Megan got an immediate worldwide platform yeah. to her lies yeah. and to damage her family's reputation. Yeah, and Tom, Samantha, and her father have had to struggle to get YouTubers like us to give them a platform. Many won't, Mm -hmm. you know, um, mainstream media won't. We have Mr. Markle going to Oprah's house to say, here's my number. Call me. I'm sorry. Call me, Oprah. Um, You know, uh, give me a chance to also do your journalistic uh, thing with both sides of the story. There's a huge difference because Meghan Markle did not have a platform like, like people pretended she did. She got an immediate platform, massive platform through the royal family, which she's still abusing to this point. Tom hasn't. I was canceled. My Twitter account was canceled when I said, Meghan Markle is a liar. She's going to get that title. She's going to F up to to the States. My Twitter account was completely canceled. Yeah. got it back until uh, Elon Musk came back. and I, I woke up to my Twitter account online. So They have power. So there's a big difference when people say oh now Tom you're getting a I I understand that now a few a few youtubers Some media outlets are allowing you to speak But you have a massive thing because mega Marco has WME people magazine vanity fair the royal family Because they still have them on that bloody royal website. So you We were
1: talking about we were talking about that earlier about how this is going to continue to go on, because yeah. they're still they're still on the they're they're still listed on the on the royal website. So no matter what, I mean, the kids are going to grow up; they're always going to be in the media, and we're always going to have to deal with this. I mean, yeah. I've gone through extensive measures. I I've I've since I've been here every single day with dad for almost two years, um, especially after the stroke. I'm very protected of them, of course, and with with the threats. And the Sussex Squad freaks that that just put out comments and say, you know, just basically, you know, warning, better watch your back, better shut up, you know, death threats, everything. Yeah. Um, I get along. I get along with everybody. And I make friends wherever I go. And, and people like me for who I am because I'm genuine and I'm real. And yeah. it I, you take me as face value. And that's, you know, I, ex- I expect people to treat me as though I want as though I treat everybody else. Correct. So, the the extensive things that I've gone through here, I've got an incredible, amazing, large group of friends here who have my back. And yeah. I mean, I have the, they watch out, they watch out for me and one phone call and yeah. I have a small army, you know, and I've had to chase paparazzi away and I've had to chase photographers away and I've seen them and I, and everybody keeps an eye out for them. Yeah, so, sure. but it's always, it's always there. The mental thing's always going to be there and it's very hard to deal with.
0: Very much so. And again, I'm sure everybody would, you know, empathize with the situation. And I just, I just want to say, Again, the support and the 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 truth, the support for the truth is real. You're real, uh, Tom. I expect you and I to have a serious bromance and freaking whatnot over the next couple of weeks after what we were talking about earlier. And I, I genuinely I'm not on camera though, okay? No, hell no, hell no. <laughs> no, please do, please do. Hell
2: I'm gonna make fun of it.
0: Boys, <laughs> boys, porn, code. boys, code.
1: Um, Only so, on late Saturday afternoons. I'm good yeah. with that. Yeah. So listen, everybody, I'm sorry. It's we've hit that two hour mark
0: i need to go and cook dinner i'm i'm falling apart here so New format. We'll be back next Friday with a, a royal mess, with uh, some familiar faces, some repeating guests, some new guests. Hopefully, a little less trauma fueled than this one. And I just want to say thank you to Tom. And I hope uh, you'll, you know, you'll come back and see us, and uh, you know, not be a, a stranger on the panel here because I'm sure everyone would love to see you. And uh, make sure you're all subscribed to, to everyone here: Paula, Aftermath, myself, uh, and Tom. And is there anything anybody want to throw out there before we close this evening?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody. uh, very nice meeting. Um, I forgot your name again. The, uh, Tina. the aftermath. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tina. Yeah, I've, I've uh, all uh, these I thought it was
0: Tina. I was like, I don't want to get. If I just don't say her name, I can't get her <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's very nice to not be in the estranged category anymore. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good.
0: So. Well, nothing but love and support for you, your dad, your sister, right here. Anytime you need a voice or you want to use this platform, it's open to you. Tina, we'll get a better introduction and a better delve into to all of uh, what you do uh, next. Next week. And Paula, as always, the backbone and the badass side of this is all thanks to you. And uh, see you all next week. Thank you very much. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sean Atwood channel. Make sure you check out the links below. And for me, Ron Swanson, as always, be safe out there, guys. Bye.
2: Bye guys.